Other investors may be going risk off, but if you're going impact on, you'll want to grab Impact Alpha's best deal of the year, 50% off an annual subscription. That's $200 off the regular price. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe. From the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, December 11th. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, I'll chat with David Bank about Impact Alpha's word of the week, science, and what's around the corner for next year. Hi, David. Hey, Monique. Great to be back with you. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact Investing. There's a new Impact Sheriff in town. A new crop of managers are redefining the meaning of activist hedge fund. Engine number one launched this week and promptly pushed a slate of renewable energy experts for ExxonMobil's board of directors. They're backed by CalSTRS, the nation's second largest pension fund. Jeffrey Ubbins' Inclusive Capital Partners is also pushing companies on sustainability. And Ray Dalio's Bridgewater Associates, the largest hedge fund in the U.S., said this week it is launching a pair of sustainability funds. Workforce and affordable housing is a pandemic necessity and opportunity. Bobby Turner's Turner Impact Capital closed its second workforce housing fund at $357 million. The fund had already purchased seven multifamily complexes in Austin, Dallas, Las Vegas, Chicago, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. Martin Muoto's Sola Impact Fund launched what hopes will be two $500 million affordable housing funds. Turner and Sola both provide social services, including healthcare, childcare, and food banks to help tenants pay their rent and keep vacancies low. In Singapore, Doreen Shahans IIX raised $28 million for its third women's livelihood bond. The proceeds will finance women-focused enterprises in India, Indonesia, Cambodia, and the Philippines to help women rebuild livelihoods in the face of COVID-19. And Impact Alpha profiled Akiptan, a native-led community development finance institution on the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation in South Dakota. Akiptan is tackling the challenges of lending to small businesses across Indian country. The CDFI has lent $3.5 million to 57 native-led agribusinesses, including food and herbal products company Sakari Farms in Oregon and Morning Light Kombucha in Kansas. Finally, can financial technology startups combat climate change? A report from New Energy Nexus tallies 250 climate fintechs that could speed decarbonization. In China, Ant Forest, an initiative of Alibaba's Alipay, has signed up 550 million people and reduced carbon emissions by 11 million tons. You can read all of these stories and more at impactalpha.com. Earlier this week, 90-year-old Margaret Keenan received the UK's first COVID-19 vaccination. Several coronavirus vaccines are on their way to at-risk individuals and frontline health workers just 11 months after the novel coronavirus was identified, a remarkable achievement. It's a triumph of basic science and the individuals that pursue it, often with little funding or recognition. That's why our word of the week is science, and our agents of impact are scientists. So, David, are impact investors paying enough attention to science? Probably not. Uh, It's considered risky, it's capital intensive, and it's usually considered the province of government. That said, when science can solve a problem, the results can be pretty extraordinarily Mm -hmm. high impact. Vaccines are just, you know, one example of that. The messenger RNA technology that these first vaccines are based on 
has been kind of a holy grail for immunologists for decades, but no mRNA vaccine had ever made it to market until this week. So some investors are trying to jump on the breakthroughs. Enter deep tech. It's it's really kind of applied tech. There's the San Francisco investment firm we talked to this week, 50 years. They're trying to bridge Silicon Valley kind of venture capital and impact investing by investing in deep tech or science that can put a dent in the UN sustainable development goals. Think things like lab-grown meat or plant-based enzymes that can replace petrochemicals. Um, they're starting with hydrogen peroxide. The thesis is that such breakthroughs can be massively profitable as well. Here's 50 years, Seth Bannon. And, and if you look at synthetic biology, what's really cool is that the vast majority of things people are building are either more sustainable methods of production or, you know, cures to disease or the ability to better diagnose things. And so the, I would say probably 90 to 95% of things people are building in synthetic biology are impact things by their so the vaccines have people hoping we can turn the corner on this pandemic, and this incoming administration means we can turn the corner on climate change and perhaps a host of other things. The tides are turning. Yeah, there's change in the air for you too, Monique. Uh, as, as reported in Impact Alpha, you've just joined up with, <laughs> with TIP, the Investment Integration Project, to work on financial system change. We had your new colleague, Bill Burkhardt, on one of our agents of impact calls recently. Congratulations. Thank you, David. And for our listeners, TIP is an applied research and consulting firm that helps investors redirect financial strategies to drive systems change. They've been working away on this idea of system level investing before it was cool. And I'm not sure if it's actually cool now, but it is getting there. And it's an exciting time to be joining them. Bill and Steve also have a book coming out in a few months called 21st Century Investing. But that's not all I'm working on that has me energized. There's also the reconstruction. Can we talk about that too, David? Sure. I'm super excited about it. Um, go for it, Monique. So the reconstruction, it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be a beat. It's kind of reflect on um, really historical parallels to the reconstruction era, the time after the Civil War, where we had division and systemic change happening and um, in many ways echoes of what's happening now. And as we think about what was needed then to reconstruct society, and we point towards what we need for this next normal, redistribution of power, listening to communities, community source solutions, long haul, long term thinking, and the need to work in radically collaborative ways and get new ideas to give new energy to the way that we do business. We have been influenced by Anne Price and her insights from her article, Centering Blackness, The Path to Economic Liberation for All, and the idea that demographic trends also support where we're going. The next normal will have new majorities, and our Reconstruction podcast and beat will talk about intersectionality and interdisciplinary thinkers will be lifted up and human-centered and outcome-centered design, prioritizing justice. So um, the beat is um, partly your domain and the podcast will be mine. And we're excited to see what else we need to do with the reconstruction in order to lift up the many bright minds and problem solvers working on the challenges that we have today. So that's also something that is giving me lots of excitement into 2021, turning the corner. I can't wait to share uh, with folks some of what we've been working on uh, early in the new year. So uh, it's, been, it's been terrific, Monique. I'm excited. That's going to do it for this Impact Briefing. Brian Walsh will host next week, 
and I'll see you all again next year. Thank you for listening, and thanks to David and our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm Monique Aiken, Managing Director for TIP, the Investment Integration Project. Happy holidays.